Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to the YFYI podcast. The episode that you're about to listen to is one of my favorite subjects to cover. It's from a recent live of story time that I'm doing every morning at 9 a.m. on Facebook and Instagram, where I'm reading a chapter from one of the two YFY books. The chapter that I'm reading today is Resumes, Portfolios, and Other Waste of Time. It's something that just a subject matter gets me fired up. I'm going to talk about ways I'm thinking about it today share some insights and be on the lookout because I'm going to do a live training soon where you can come and watch me build one of these resumes of the future step by step. So hopefully you guys are ready. Get your notes ready. Get your pen ready. Make sure you're comfortable. Got your ears, your mind ready to go and enjoy this episode of the YFYI podcast from Storytime on resumes. Thanks for listening. Enjoy the podcast. And so this little project story time is what you're experiencing right now. It's where I come to you and I I read from either of the two books in the YFY series. I've been reading from your first year in the beauty industry. That's the first book in the series. The other book is your first year in salon ownership. And we'll read some chapters from that book as well. But every day I like to come and do at least one chapter And as I go through the chapter, share some insights, share some how I'm thinking about that subject matter in real time, like right now, how I would adapt it or could adapt it to fit the current environment that we're in. You know, I call it the Corona economy. We're all going through this, you know, situation together, learning a lot about ourselves, learning a lot about our businesses finding out some things that we thought were true that weren't true and some things that we didn't know were true are true. But it's gonna be up to each and every one of us if we're gonna make it to the other side of this. And as I think about you know, your first year in, why I started this project was really to speak to those people that are just getting their career going in the beauty industry, the first book on just kind of your first year in the beauty industry, what it looks like. And it's not even really a year, truth be told. I mean, we're talking, you know, 18 months, you know, 12 to 18 months is really what I would call a first year. I wouldn't say it's an actual 12 months because that first few months, you know, you're just getting in a salon. Maybe they have a a training program. You're not even really building a business yet, you're just kind of getting acclimated to that new environment. And then month four, five, and six, you may be starting, you know, in our salon, you definitely will be building your clientele. So it's really going to take about 12 to 18 months really to kind of get established um, when you get into the salon. And so that book is who this, uh, that individual is who this book is aimed at. Um, This book aimed at helping, helping those people kind of navigate I like to refer to it as a GPS, right? Because a GPS, you know, if you think about it, helps you kind of navigate. You put in some coordinates where you want to get to or you're not sure where you are, you can use it like that. So it's a tool. And I've been picking out random chapters every single morning to come and read and kind of giving some insight and thoughts, giving some thoughts of the day um, to kind of get things going. You know, I like getting up nice and early in the morning. I like to race the sun so my my objective it's a small win for me but 
it's big in the long in the long run i hope to think but my objective every day is to beat the sun up so i want to be up before the sun i want to greet the sun i don't want the sun greeting me right if the sun's greeting me either you know i pulled an all-nighter working or something was going on maybe i had a celebration going on but i like to beat the sun up and i find that in those early morning hours I'm able to, you know, just think, I'm able to, you know, clear my head, I'm able to kind of think about my objectives for the day, I'm able to work on, you know, other goals or some of the side projects. You know, before the corona economy came on, you know, my day started usually on my businesses, I would start probably around nine where I may be either checking in with a salon or starting of the day at a salon, depending on which location I might be at or fielding questions from a salon. So that first beginning from like, you know, 4.30, 5.30, 6.30 to like probably 7.30, you know, in the morning, I've got those hours, you know, which could be two to three hours to myself to work on other things. You know, so think about how you're playing your game, right? If you've got side projects, like right now we've got nothing but time because we're all, you know, locked down, we're at home. But, you know, during your regular course of life and business, you know, how do you, how do you capitalize on the time that you have? You know, do you wake up, if you've got to go to work at 10, are you one of those people that wakes up at 9, 9.30, right? And just kind of tries to throw yourself together and get out the door? You know, that's not going to be the formula that's going to get you to where you want to go, whatever you define as success. And a couple episodes ago, we went through that chapter on goals and goal setting. You know, and that could be, you know, an easy goal for you. If you're not a morning person, maybe that could be a goal to become a morning person. I'm going to start getting up, you know, for the next seven days. I'm going to push 30 minutes earlier. So if you wake up at, you know, nine, push for 8.30. The next day, push for eight. You know, the next day, push for 7.30. The next day, push for seven. The next day, push for 6.30. The next day, push for six. And before you know it, You'll start waking up and then when you get to the time, maybe your goal is to be, you know, get up at 5 a.m. or 6 a.m. You know, do it in baby steps, but you can walk your way there to where you can start waking up. I'm telling you right now, there's nothing like having that first couple of hours to achieve some things, you know, and that could that could um, also include and be accompanied with working out, you know, getting a good sweat going, getting your heart rate up. That can include, I mean, a brisk walk to a run to hitting the gym but then having some time just to think. Think about where you're at, think about your future, think about projects that you may be wanting to work on. So that morning time, I mean, it's crucial for me. It's helped me uh, do a lot of things, envision a salon and and solve a tough problem. Because when you wake up in the morning, you know, your brain is, is, the conscious part of your brain has been resting, the unconscious part's working through the night. But that conscious part of your brain has been resting and so when it wakes up, you know, it's kind of, it's stretching out, it's kind of moving, there's lots of chemicals that are starting to flow. So if you start working on problems early in the morning, or you start consuming some information, if you've got a, you know, a book you're reading or something that you're, you're studying up on a subject, your brain is in a position in the morning, early in the morning, to receive information and absorb information like on a whole nother level. It's that first hour or so. Now, once you get into, you know, hour four, five, and six, you know, the brain is kind of like settled in. Those chemicals aren't flowing as much. But it's, it's kind of, think about it like if you have a river and you were trying to ship something downstream 
and you caught you know the river when it was really moving it was just there was a gusher coming through and it was flowing and you put whatever you're trying to ship downstream think about how quickly it can get there and that's how the brain is in the very early morning when you wake up it's it's really got a lot of juice it's moving it's moving it's moving so that's a great time to work on new projects work on solving a problem work on you know learning a new skill because your brain is going to be at a high absorption rate and I study the brain a lot and I talk about the brain a lot because it's like a, one of the, the, the uh, mysteries of man. Everyone that's been studying the brain, no one's quite figured out how it works, how it really works. And because we never see it, right, because it's, con it's constantly covered up by our skull and our skin and our head and everything else, <clears throat> we could take it for granted. I mean, there's never going to be a computer as powerful that can do what we can do in a second. I mean, there's a lot of smart computers out there and there's a lot of smart people programming these computers, but even they'll tell you, like just the, the, uh, the intuitive way that like we can, you know, look at something and decide on something and feel this or that, or, you know, the way that our brain works is just so complex that they were like, you know, you would need a computer. I mean, even the size of like the largest building in the world, even to come close to what the human brain can do in a matter of a second, you know, making a second decision. And you'll see like as things start to develop and we have self-driving cars, which I believe, I mean, we'll have in the next few years, um, we'll have a lot of like automated things that happen with computers and artificial intelligence and it'll be amazing, but it's never gonna be more amazing than the brain that we all walk around with in our head on a regular basis. And so I've, you know, made it part of my, uh, part of my, my life really in the last, you know, five, 10 years to really get into trying to learn more about it. And it is complex. It's like a, it's a mountain of, of, a, of a subject to try to tackle, but <clears throat> learning a little bit about it, you know, from time to time, I've got a couple of books on, on it, on the brain, you know, and how it works and function and human performance and productivity. And I mean, there's tons of information out there. And so I just want to encourage you guys to kind of start today with story time. I thought I would um, just encourage you to think about that, like how you work your mornings. And so for those of you that are rising up, especially if you're not on East Coast time, you know, if you're on West Coast or another coast time, it might be seven, six in the morning. You know, I applaud you guys for getting up early and coming to join story time. So today, <clears throat> you know, we're looking at the chapters. So some of the previous chapters we went over yesterday, I thought was great. I got a lot of good feedback on the why is this industry for you chapter, chapter number one. Um, I got a lot of good feedback on that and hopefully, you know, if you've been coming every morning and you've been joining me every morning, hopefully that chapter, you know, kind of got your brain uh, thinking. You know, that's really what that chapter is designed to do. It's designed to create, you know, create a little bit of perspective that you can then kind of work around. You know, to take that 360, to take that overhead view, that droning out view where you get out 30,000 foot view, looking down at what am I doing and why am I doing it? What am I doing and why am I doing it? So that's one of, you know, one of the, the I think really the, the great ones to kind of get with. Uh, we did the um, Show Me the Money. We did that chapter, Numbers Don't Lie. We went into Hustle Muscle. Um, I gave the introduction, you know, and then here we are again back for another story time. We did the goals chapter, set them but don't forget them, 
where I gave you that, that tool on how to set goals. And if you didn't get that tool or you want that tool, I can email you a uh, PDF of the goal setting tool. Just message me or let me know you want it and it's, it's gonna and give me your email, I'll send it over to you. So we've got um, mentors versus coaches. We got location, 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 why bouncing around <clears throat> will ruin your career. We got the what if chapter, what if you do make it. And we got the chapter on resumes, portfolios, and other waste of time. And I was talking about this yesterday. I did a couple of guest artists, virtual guest artists, where I visited with the uh, Milwaukee Paul Mitchell School. I visited with the St. George Paul Mitchell School out in Utah. Uh, two great groups of people and got to spend some time and I was talking about some of the chapters and it just got me kind of fired up about the resumes portfolios and other waste of time chapter so I thought you know what I'm gonna I'm gonna read that chapter tomorrow on story time get into it because there's a lot that can be and I'll go off script like always but there's a lot that we can you know kind of build on that chapter there's thoughts that I had immediately you know if you're writing a book you know, I know I've actually one of my team members is in the process of writing a book right now, which is pretty amazing. And with all this extra time she has on her hand, she's like, you know what, I'm gonna start writing. I think she said she's up to like chapter eight already. I don't know how many chapters there are gonna be, but I mean, that's incredible. I mean, there's only, there's 10 chapters in here. There's an intro and there's final thoughts and some case studies, but there's 10, you know, chapters in this book. So she's on eight. I don't know how many chapters is gonna be. Maybe she's almost done. Or maybe she's writing something even even longer, but that's pretty awesome. But when you're when you're writing, right? When you're writing a book, um, and you're thinking about, you know, everything you want to put in it. As soon as you finish, you know, you'll run into this. If some of you guys embark on the journey, which I encourage you, I think everyone should write a book, right? just about you know your life I mean just to, to document your life I mean it's it's a it's almost therapeutic in a sense because you're able to revisit times in your life whether they be good or bad you're able to capture that and then you know one day you'll look back on it even if you never publish it or distribute it maybe just you know you get it bounded and you know you get it printed and that's it and it sits on your bookshelf at home and you pass down from family to family, family member, generation to generation. Not necessarily needing to, I mean, you know, publish it or maybe your goal is not to become like a uh, New York Times, you know, best-selling author. But I think everyone should go on that uh, through the process. But the crazy thing is that when you're writing a book, as soon as you finish the book, as soon as you finish the last word of that page, that chapter, or the book, you you automatically you have oh what about this what about that or things kind of are changing and evolving and so as a business book for you know new stylers or a business book for your first year in salon ownership for new owners that are building a business there are things that I thought about immediately after I finished the book that I'm like oh I want to include that or I want to you know add that and that'll come in like the next version the next edition but some of those things I mean they happen like immediately and I was like oh yeah I need to I need to you know put that in the in the revised version and so that's kind of the same thing with you know with these chapters as I'm talking through them I'm kind of rewriting and editing them in real time and I'm thinking about all those things that I'm going to add or like talking through some of them with you guys while we're live and some of the ways that I'm looking at it now 
I mean, this first book I wrote a couple years ago. So there's a lot of things that I've learned in the last couple of years. So, you know, I can add some of those things to it. So let's get started. So we're going into chapter two. And if you're writing down notes, the title of this chapter is Resumes, Portfolios, and Other Waste of Time. And I got to share a funny story. I shared this with the groups yesterday. I think it's funny. So I write this chapter, I write this book, right? I'm out there, you know, I'm sharing it with the students. I go to this big school, beauty school event. And um, I run into one of the like directors of the school and I'm talking to her and she's like, hey, you know, I got a bone to pick with you. And I'm like, you got a bone to pick with me? Like, well, what's what's going on? What's what's the deal? What did I do? And she's like, well, it's about your book. I'm like, oh, okay, what's up? And she's like, well, there's a chapter in there uh, about resumes. And I'm like, oh, chapter two, resumes, portfolios, and other waste of time. Yes, yes. And she's like, well, you know, do you think you could maybe consider changing the title of that chapter? And I'm looking at her, I'm like thinking like, what? I'm like, why? And then she's like, well, I had a student of mine that came into my office and said she was gonna uh, tear up her resume because of something that you said. And I'm like, that's awesome. And she's like, well, no, that's not awesome because I worked really hard with her on that and blah, 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 and we spent hours and this and that. And I'm like, well, let me ask you before I change the title a little bit, I'm gonna ask you, did you read the chapter? And she's like, well, no, I haven't read it yet. And so I'm like, well, before I change the title a little bit, do you think you could read the book a little bit so you can get more insight? Because in the chapter, the, the title, yes, of the chapter, it's gonna grab you and be like, wait, what? waste of time that's what we cling to right i'm saying resumes portfolios are a waste of time and a lot of people are constantly working on their resume they're working on their portfolio well i don't care what business you're in some places like i know in the salon world some salon owners ask for resumes i've never asked anybody for resume i've never read any resume that i've gotten i've gotten resumes from everybody in the company and i've got people that just started that are doing you know you know, a couple hundred bucks a, a week to people that are doing thousands a week, you know, from the smallest paycheck and 250 bucks to uh, paycheck 3,000 bucks. It doesn't matter. I've never read any of their resumes, not one of them, not one of them. And I probably have them and they're probably in my file cabinet somewhere, just like I have hundreds of resumes from hiring events and places I've gone and people sending me, but I don't read them. And I, t and I talk openly about this and I still collect them. People are like, oh, can I give you my resume? I'm like, sure. And I take it and you know, I look at it and I put it in you know, the file and that's the end of it. I never read it. I don't like look at it because of the things I'm gonna talk about in this chapter because of the way that the current kind of approach is, the current model. And a lot of times there's plenty of broken models. Like you can look in every industry and you can find examples of broken models that we just haven't done anything about, right? Think about like right now we're finding out and we're gonna find out through this corona economy like what models were broken, what models needed to be rethought or reimagined. I mean, think about the, the you know, a lot of shopping malls, right? Shopping malls were already, you know, at a 
broken model kind of status. I mean, you go and who's going in a mall anymore? Like online shopping, you know, those kinds of things have kind of like almost made malls a, you know, an interruption or a, you know, just unnecessary. So what happens, right? They either, they go away or they rethink everything. They re, you know, reimagine their whole entire experience. Well, the resume hasn't had a look in forever. And so my tired ass resume looked just like yours. It looked just like the person sitting to the left, to the right. It was the same old, same old. And so in this chapter, I'm going to tackle the resume and share some ideas and thoughts on what the future resume, meaning the resume of 2020, meaning the resume right now, meaning like take a look at your resume. If you have it handy, pull it out and let me know. Uh, and <clears throat> I do a a training on this. I did like a free webinar on this. I may do another one while we're you know going through this a Corona economy because I'm looking for you know different things I want to teach and do some online uh, stuff. So I may do another one, but um, that's where this chapter came from. So let's get into it. This is chapter two: resumes, portfolios, and other waste of time. And like all the other chapters, we're going to start with a quote: "Do not go where the path may lead." Go instead where there is no path and leave a trail. That's Ralph Waldo Emerson. Resumes, portfolios, and other waste of time. Now, 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 I know what you are thinking. All that time you spent on that resume, the expensive 30-pound stock paper that it, you got it printed on with that fancy texture, just the right shade of off-white, the font that you selected, the marginal indents and spacing and time you put into it, how could it be a waste? Before you throw it out, I want you to think about this. I am speaking to you now as a salon owner. I did the same exact thing. I prepared this beautiful resume. Not too much, not too little. I followed all of the instructions of the best resume classes and recommendations that I could find on Google. And for what? Here is what I want you to think about. What is a resume? A resume is history. A resume is his or her story. But either way, it is a past reflection. It is a past tense and has no bearing on the future. I want you to imagine with me for a second, what if you were to present a resume in the form of the future focus? So if you're reading this now, whatever the date is on the calendar, for example, let's say it's, what's today? April 9th, I believe it is. Yes, all right. So let's say today, for example, is April 9th, 2020 and this is your first year and your mission is to get a job when you go in to meet mr or mrs salon owner you want to present them or you present them with this beautifully crafted resume from talking to other salon owners and being a salon owner for the past five years i will tell you this most of the time no one is reading your resume they may look at it briefly and read the objective, which seems to be the classic same opening line on a resume. They will note your name and email and use it as a reference to call you or not call you. 
Other than that, there are very few parts that a business owner can use because it's all about what you did. When you get hired at a salon, it's not about what you did, but about what you are going to do. So here in this chapter, I'm going to propose that we get rid of the resume, that we redesign the portfolio, and stop wasting time on giving a past experience or giving a backward look and start thinking about this as a forward look. If I were to be a first year beauty professional coming into this industry, going back looking at what I know now from my experiences in interviewing and seeing resumes, I would approach it totally different. I would start with this, the future. Think about this. If you begin to forecast based on your experiences up to this point, what you would do in the future. I want you to think about where you are at. What is your current status? Maybe you have just graduated and have worked on some guests in school, or maybe you are going into a new job and have already worked on guests in the salon. What if you were to start to forecast what your goals are? What if you start to forecast how many guests you would have in the first month, in the first week? What if you begin to forecast and write a resume of your forward-looking projections of where you are going, not where you have been. Now, I know this may sound strange and you really have to stretch your imagination, but what makes your past resume different from anyone else? I have seen many resumes as a salon owner and I can pretty much tell you this, besides the font, the texture of the paper, or the shade of the paper, they all follow the same exact format, the same exact boring ass format. And that is not in the book, I'm going off the cuff, but I have to say that is the case. Now, I'm gonna jump in here for a second. So there's a class, right? I don't care what school you're in, what industry you're in, there's a class everyone goes to. It's a resume, you know, writing class. And I don't know. It's like everyone, it's just like they all look the same, even in different industries. You know, you Google the word, you know, resume and look at images. Tell me what, what stands out about them. You know, I joke around and say, oh, well, you know, you don't understand. Mine's different because I have a clip art of a pair of scissors in the top right corner. I have a clip art of a, a little blow dryer coming down. Right? I'm like, okay, like they're, they all look the same. And I have to find the picture so I can post it on social media. But one day I was in my file cabinet and I took the hundreds of resumes that I've gotten over the years and I spread them all over the floor and I took a picture. And I looked at it, I'm like, what stands out about any of those? And so that boring ass presentation of a resume that we all have, everybody has it. You know, I don't feel special when somebody walks in the salon, has a little manila folder, opens up that folder, pulls off a piece of paper. I see they got a stack of them underneath that all look the same, hand it to me and say, oh, here's my resume. I'm just seeing if you guys are hiring. And I say, well, maybe not right now. And I'll say whatever, you know. And basically, like, if I'm blowing them off, I'm blowing them off. And then they like, okay. And then they go on to the next one, on to the next one. They go in the next door. What owner, business owner is going to feel special about you handing out flyers? That's what they are. They're flyers. And so I want you to think about that, right? Because I'm sure my first resume, I'm, I probably got it somewhere. And it looks exactly like yours. Boring as hell. Back to the story. 
When you come into this industry with your goal of landing your ideal job at that ideal salon, what is going to make you any different? What is going to separate you from the rest of the pack? This could be one of those things. This is also a visionary idea, so some of you might be thinking where to begin. Well, let's start with this. You have technology at your disposal. Nowadays, you have the ability to look up the salon that you want to work at. Hopefully, they will have a website that will list pricing and stylists, and they may even have a career path. Start by looking at the pricing structure and where you could potentially enter their career path. Where would you start in the pricing model? From there, what would you do? <clears throat> you want to start to chart out your first 30, 60, and 90-day goal objectives and what they would be. For example, say you notice that the beginning haircut for a new stylist is $25. You projected in the first week that you were there that you would have at least three guests a day. You saw that three guests and you knew that the haircut was 25 and their color was 50. That is $75 a day, and maybe if you added a unit of retail to the ticket, that's a potential score of $85 per guest. So if you started to project an average ticket of $85, what would that do? How many guests would you see in a day? How many could you see in a week? What would your projection be for your first month, for your second month, for your third month? What if you started to project just as a business would do? Whether a new business owner is going in to either win a new contract or obtain financing from a bank, they bring in a business plan. It's called forecasting. So I want you to start thinking about yourself as a small business. That is how you will create separation from you and every other resume out there. So I'm gonna jump back in here for a second. So think about this, right? You know the pricing, you can see it. I mean, this, like I said, I wrote this a couple years ago. So now, I mean, you go on their Instagram, you go on their website, you go on their Facebook page, you go on all their social media. You can find out everything about this business. You can find out pricing. You could come in there and say, and, and like, it's not hard to do, you guys. It's like something you gotta do. And you can go in there and you'd have their whole menu and you start talking to that owner about what you're projecting you're gonna produce based on their prices, based on their menu, based on what you saw on their website. You start projecting about what your goal is gonna be for the first week on the floor, the second week on the floor. And what do you think is gonna happen? Because I'm gonna tell you as a business owner, when especially if I see a, a person walking in the door and they're new, which most of the people we hire are new, as a business owner, there's two things that we have to deal with and we're trying to work on one of these two things we're trying to increase all of the time and the other thing we're trying to you know, decrease or at least control all of the time. The thing we're trying to increase is called an asset, right? Asset. The thing we're trying to decrease is called a liability. And I'm gonna give you a few examples, right? So an asset would be a, a, a revenue generating thing, whether that's a stylist, whether that's a bottle of product, whether that's a any, any vehicle that's gonna drive revenue up in a business can be an asset. Now liability would be, you know, my light bill, you know, my payroll expenses. Those are things that are detracting from that asset column. They're taking money out of your pocket. 
So in life, in business, we want to increase assets and we want to decrease liabilities. Now, as human beings, it's the same thing. I want assets on my team. I want less liability. So when I have a new person coming in the door, you look like a liability until you prove otherwise. Meaning, you're a liability. Meaning, I'm gonna pay payroll. I'm gonna invest in training, invest in tools, invest in you, and eventually you're gonna start producing revenue. Now, if you leave before that happens, right? And I'm, I'm in the red, then I may lose. Now that happens, that's the game of business. You get into the stock market, not every stock you buy is gonna be a winner, right? I own a lot of different stocks and I've been getting my ass handed to me over the past month because the coronavirus came through and companies are flat or, or dropping drastically. But that's the game. So my goal, right, is either to invest more and hopeful, hopefully those assets rise again or get rid of them, right? And it's the same thing in a business. So when an owner sees you come in the door, you look like one big ass liability in the beginning. Your job, if you wanna get that job, if you wanna lock in, your job is to paint a picture for them where they then not look at you as a liability, they start looking at you as an asset. So you gotta do a little research and you gotta build a presentation. You're not gonna go in there with a tired ass piece of paper saying, oh, I did this and I did that and I worked you know, over at TJ Maxx from February to March and I worked at Starbucks and this whole work, who cares? Yeah, you could work, I get it. Everybody could have a job. But it's kinda like, what have you done for me lately? So as a business owner, your thing is coming in as a business owner and I'll get some I'll get some people live. I see somebody over there that wanted to join in live. I'll get some people live on Instagram um, after I finish a chapter. If we have time, we'll do some Q&A and I'll pop some people in their lives. So if you have a question, throw it in the comments and I'll make sure I answer it. Um, so your business, your objective is to create value from day one by painting a picture for that salon owner that you can be an asset. They don't look at you as a liability because you don't have a lot of experience, because you don't have a lot of training, because you're new. And so that's what you have to really work on trying to accomplish. And by doing some of the tips that I'm sharing in this chapter, you'll nail it. I'm telling you, you will nail it. So <clears throat> projections, right? And so not where you're from, not from where you're going and not from where you have been. So here we go, that's what we're trying to do. This is how you will create separation from you and every other resume out there. You have to understand there is a possibility that the salon will move forward with you. Therefore, they will wanna know what kind of person they are dealing with. Do they have a visionary? Do they have someone that can see the future? Think about you know, what is to come and has foresight and goals. Or do they have someone that is living their future riding the highs of yesterday? So it is a forward-looking resume. Try that exercise. I want you to think about that salon you want to work at. I want you to do some research, find out what the salon's pricing structure is, take the data, create what an average ticket would be, and what an average dollar per guest would be. Think about how many guests you will have your first day, your first month, your second month, third month and start to project and write it down. You can use the past data as a starting point. You know where you have been, but 
for this salon, what they're looking to hire is somebody for the future. You need to be able to paint a picture for that salon owner of not the past, but where you're going. That is how you become an asset to a salon. Now let's discuss the portfolio. A portfolio is a great way to display your work, a great way to display your achievements. But again, it is a backward glance. As you start to design a portfolio, I want you to think about what hair is going to look like in the future. Think about what trends are coming up. Think of that. Think of what may be difficult to display because you have not, you haven't done the work yet, but start to think about what those ideas would be. Many times we, we do these, we do this with an idea book. We put down ideas that we want to do, but we haven't necessarily done the project, but we use different images to paint a picture of the future. So think about how you as a future stylist in that company can start to portray what trends are going to be. What direction is hair moving in? What direction is the art going to be in? What are some ideas you can present that will get the owner excited? I can tell you this, as a salon owner, most of the time we are thinking about the direction the company is moving in. So be able to position yourself to bring in futuristic ideas of what you can do with hair. What can you turn hair into? Even if it is in your portfolio and there are things that you haven't done on a person, but things you have tried on a mannequin. These ideas will show the future salon owner your vision and the salon in the future. Future is where it's at. If you can present a resume and portfolio that are forward looking, I promise you, you will stand out. I know that in 10 years as a salon owner, or even while I was in school, I have never seen anything like it or even heard the suggestion. As I was thinking about this topic and I was looking at all the resumes I've collected and they all look the same. What is going to separate you? What is going to make you different? So begin on creating a forward looking resume. Start looking at a forward looking portfolio and working on what your business is going to look like 30, 60 and 90 days after you start. What are your artistic expressions going to be like in 30, 60 and 90 days? If you can start to arrange this, this will not matter what style paper you are using or what the font looks like. The information will be the key element. That is what the future looks like. Some of the information will be on paper. Some will be digital presentations of the future of what you're going to do. So you, my friend, yes, you reading or listening right now to this book, this is the beginning of turning yourself into an asset. The companies of today, every company I can think of, their number one goal is to create more assets and reduce liabilities. By you showing this forward-looking visionary approach, you will definitely stand out above anyone they have ever interviewed. So that's chapter two, resumes, portfolios, and other waste of time. Now, think about that portfolio. Where do salons, companies, where do they get inspired when they create trends or create new collections, right? They look in the fashion world. They look at, you know, new designer collections coming out, you know, New York Fashion Week, London, Italy. 
right? You can start collecting some of those pictures. Like your portfolio doesn't have to be, oh, here's, you know, here's a haircut I did, you know, eight months ago. Here's a, here's a blow dry I did nine months ago. Here's a foil I did three months ago. You don't need to present those things. We're going to see you do hair. And we believe if you went to school and graduated and you got your license that you got something going on, you're, you're in the beauty industry. So if you started to present your portfolio of like, here's things that I see trending or here's some of the trends for next spring, they don't necessarily even have to be hair. They could be from the fashion. I mean, you can, I mean, think about it. You got an iPad, right? You got a phone. You can capture these images and arrange. And what I teach about in the training is I actually go through and I build a resume of the future, a portfolio of the future in the training. So if you guys are interested in that, be on the lookout. I'm going to do a live. I might I might do it through I might do it through like a screen uh, maybe like a Zoom call or something where you can actually hop in there, you can ask questions and I can do the whole presentation um, so you can see it live. But I want to do a training. I've done them in the past. You can probably find recordings on like my Facebook page. But building the resume of the future and so you can see it because seeing is going to be the key. So I'm going to build one and it's, it's short, right? It's a presentation. It's like five slides on an iPad or on your computer or even on your phone. And it's going to focus on the salon that I'm getting the job at. It's not going to be a, it's not going to be some generic presentation that you're just giving everybody you don't want a generic resume like that doesn't that doesn't excite me as a as a salon owner when you walk in with a generic piece of paper that you're giving everybody would it excite you guys i mean think about it so resumes portfolios and other waste of time you know from that director that i talked to the thing that she, all she heard was resume and portfolio and waste of time and if you're gonna keep creating the resume and the portfolio like we've been doing it, right? It is a waste of time. And you know, doing the same thing that we've always done because we've always done it is like not a good reason to just keep on doing the same thing. I promise you. I'm gonna find that picture for you guys. I'm gonna put it on my Instagram. You look on Sunny D 1.0. I got to find it, the picture of all the resumes. And, and the question, the caption will be like, what stands out about any of these? This is the resume of today. 2020, like some people right now, if you're listening to this, you're going to be going out to get a new job because your company may not exist after the corona economy. So maybe right now, this is, you know, this chapter, this title of this chapter, this subject content of this chapter is more relevant than any because there's going to be some people that need to get jobs and if you approach it the same way i was talking to somebody the other day and they're like yeah you know i um i spruced up my resume i'm like oh great what, what do you mean you spruced it up well you went back and read it and you were like oh um this uh i've i've done this three times instead of four so you change the three to a four i mean well, what do you mean you spruced it up you don't need to spruce it up you need to scrap it right and start over you need to scrap it and start from the start from the beginning. Now is the time. If you're going to start something new or do something new, now is the time. You know, I've been talking about that, you know, over the past couple of weeks is reimagining my own company, reimagining my approach to everything. 
And so when it comes to the resume, um, that's probably one of my favorite chapters in the book because I really feel like the resume is one of those things that just hasn't had a facelift in, in a lifetime, right? And it still looks the same. So if you're thinking about it and you're wanting to know like, hey, you know, I need to redo my resume, read that chapter, do that exercise, um, and look out for the live training I'm gonna do. I'll figure out a time and a date. Um, I'll do the live training. If you can join live, that's cool. If you need to you know, watch a replay, I'm sure it'll be available. But I'm gonna walk through um, building the resume of the future live and doing that same exercise and customizing it to the place that I wanna go and get the job at. See, the, the objective Write the tired ass resume piece of paper. You know how you got your name, you got your email, you got your phone. That's all I need. Like if you want to give me that information, you can put that on a business card. That's all I really need. I don't need all that other shit that's on there. Like after after your name, your your email, your Instagram, your phone number, then your objective, right? We all, oh, what's my objective? Well, I want to get a job and blah, blah, blah. It's like, yeah, you want to get a damn job. I get that. Then what's after that? You proceed to talk about how cool you used to be, all the stuff you used to do. You can cut off right above objective, cut your piece of paper off at the top, let that bottom piece of paper fall into the trash, right? Because we don't need, I don't need that. What I need to know is what can you do? And so that's where, as you start to think about what your resume looks, I know what it looks like. It looks exactly like mine, right? It looks boring as hell um, and, and no one's reading it. And so if, you're, if you've ever thought like, hey, you know what? Yeah, my resume is not really talking about anything. It's talking about, well, I, I did this, I did that, I did this, I did that. If I was getting paid on all the stuff you did before, that'd be great, but I'm not. Neither are you, right? It's about the future. So I'm gonna build it and I'm gonna customize it for a salon that I wanna go get a job because that's my real objective, right? It's to leave. And if you go in with this approach and you go in with this, this um resume of the future right you're not leaving without a job you know you'll i've had people that have done you know i've coached them on the spot and was like i remember a girl brought me her ipad and she showed me her resume it was the same thing i was like uh, okay let's delete i was like let's add a couple of things we know this this salon this salon let's do a couple things boom 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 and she got a job offer like within 24 hours so it's a different approach and owners you know they they they're they're welcoming it but you know it's kind of like one of those things where they don't know what they want until you show it to them and i think that's what it is and when i thought about it when i was writing this chapter i thought like why am i so turned off on these boring ass resumes like why don't i read anyone's resume like why have i never read anyone's resume and when i got to that chapter i was like you know why because they're boring because they don't give me anything they don't give me any any juice they don't give me any meat they don't give me anything that i can use as a business owner that's getting me excited about hiring said person whoever you are and so i was like well and I just had this conversation like with myself. I was like, well, what would I do now if I were coming out of school or going back into the job force and I needed to get a job? What would I do? What would, what would, what would I do to not just give someone information about my past, but to give them a vision? Because you got to remember that, that business owner, 
Their eyes are on the future. Their eyes are on their company being around. Their eyes are on where is the company going. And so if you can come in and you can align with them and say, hey, this, I understand your vision, and this is how I'm gonna contribute to that vision. This is where I think it could go. Your vision may be even greater than, you know, some owners may be jaded. They may be ready to throw the keys out the window and get rid of their business. And then you might come in with a fresh perspective and a visionary attitude and give them a glimpse of the future and having, having done some research on their company and get them re-excited about why they decided to become an owner in the first place. And not only might you be getting the job, shit, you might be the, the next owner <laughs> one day. But you have to think about it from a different view. So hopefully, if you're ready to celebrate tearing up the old resume, I would love, love, love if you would like make a video, make a post, make a something, and let's just, let's like tear the resume up, show a picture of yourself, tearing it in half, a video of yourself, tearing it in half, you know, put hashtag Sunny made me do it, hashtag YFY made me do it, hashtag resume is dead, all those hashtags, tag me in it at SunnyD1.0 on Instagram, I, that would make my heart sing. You know, and if, if you would do that, I would, oh man, that'd be awesome because we need to, we need to kind of address this and we need to put it to bed once and for all and then start making progress. And then I'll let you guys know when the live training is going down. I'll let you guys know so you can hop on. I'm gonna build a resume live, you know, on probably Zoom or Facebook, on one of the platforms or multiple platforms. Um, so be on the lookout for that. I'll, I'll, put it, I'll put together a post of when I'm doing it and uh, how to get involved with that. It'll be a, just a class on building a resume of the future. So hopefully you guys will enjoy. Uh, let's see, so any questions before we sign off? Any comments I see over here? When are we opening a salon in Vegas? Uh, ba 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 Hey, what's going on, girl? Yeah, you're supposed to move out. What happened? Where are you? Where? <laughs> With the world, yeah, where are you? You're delayed. All right, cool, cool. Yes, shred your, listen. Nicole, shred your resume, do a video of you shredding your resume. Post it, please, tag me in it, hashtag YFY, you know, hashtag Sunny made me do it, you know, hashtag resume is dead, and post it, please, so I can share it on my Instagram story, I can share it on all my platforms. If anybody else is in there, and uh, in, in, in their uh, head about doing it, just blame it on me. Say, Sonny made me do it. Because I'm telling you guys, the resume is dead. We just, we just haven't acknowledged it yet. The resume already knows it's dead. Um, we just haven't acknowledged it yet. So hopefully, you know, you guys got some cool takeaways from this chapter. Uh, I'm excited to do that class. I'll let you know. Um, and then we'll be back tomorrow morning, 9 a.m. for another story time. And you can always, if you don't have your book, you can always get a copy of the book. You go to yourfirstyearin.com. The books are on the website. Um, there's a promo code right now. If you use the promo code TOGETHER, um, everything on the website is 10% off. But also for people that have been coming to story time, every day I've been talking about these. I've got some a few left. I'm giving away these shirts. You just have to pay for shipping. It's like five bucks. But if you wanna get an iHeart YFYI shirt, 
We've got men's and female cuts. There's some sizes, whatever stock is there is there. Once it's gone, it's gone. All you gotta do is uh, go on the website, go on our website, look for the YFYI swag drop down, go to the YFYI swag, and you'll see the iHeart YFYI t-shirt. You pick your size. If it's available, you'll see it. You know, once you add it to cart and go to checkout, to get it for free, I think they're like 25 bucks, you'll get it for free by entering the promo code. You're gonna enter story time, and if it's the ladies shirt, you'll enter story time W for women's, or if it's the men's shirt, you'll enter, like the one I'm wearing, you'll enter story time M for men's, and then you pay for shipping, and it'll ship out to you today or whenever you get it, and it'll be at your doorstep. So YFY, I Heart YFY free shirts, uh, yourfirstyearin.com for books, and thank you guys for tuning in. Thanks for hanging out for another story time. Looking forward to tomorrow morning. When you come back, bring a friend, don't come alone, and get ready for another chapter from one of the YFYI books. So thanks for tuning in, guys. I'll talk to you soon. Hey guys, Sunny D here again. Hopefully you guys enjoyed that episode. I had a ton of fun making it and it's really one of my favorite subjects. So hopefully you got a lot of takeaways. And again, as I said earlier, be on the lookout. I am gonna do an online live training where I'm gonna build the resume of the future step by step. So thanks for tuning in and make sure you head over to yourfirstyearin.com if you wanna snag a copy of one of the books. And right now, if you use the promo code TOGETHER, everything on the website is 10% off. Also, if you haven't grabbed one of those limited edition iHeart YFY t-shirts, there's still a few available. Just go to the YFY swag section on the website and use the promo code STORYTIMEW for the women's shirt and STORYTIMEM for the men's shirt. And get yourself one and enjoy while supplies last. So thanks again for tuning in to the YFY podcast. And remember, this is the place you come to learn how to build your business right once or else you will be doomed to have to build it again. Thanks for listening, guys, and I'll talk to you soon.